This episode is brought to you by Accenture. A better you starts with better hydration. Accenture is on a mission to inspire people to do what matters most. Their proprietary ionization process transforms water from any source into ionized alkaline water, providing water that's 99.9% pure with a pH of 9.5 or higher. Essentia Overachieving H2O, the number one ionized alkaline water. Shop now. Hello and welcome to Star Diary, the podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. You can subscribe to the print edition of the magazine by visiting skyatnightmagazine.com or to our digital edition by visiting iTunes or Google Play. Greetings listeners and welcome to Star Diary, a weekly guide to the best things to see in the Northern Hemisphere's night sky. As we are based here in the UK, all times are in GMT. In this episode, we'll be covering the coming week from the 11th to the 17th of December. I'm Ezzie Pearson, the magazine's features editor, and I'm joined this week by reviews editor Paul Manny. Hello, Paul. Hello there, Ezzie. So, what have we got coming up for us in this week's Night Sky? Well, we've got a project that we started last week, and that is following the minor planet or asteroid Vesta as it moves towards and below the Monkey Head Nebula. Now, Vesta is actually around about magnitude 6.6, so it's relatively bright, and it, it lies directly under the Monkey Head Nebula at the beginning of our morning of the 11th. So it's directly under this. So the Monkey Head Nebula is NGC 2174. Now, after this, it'll gradually move away. So if you started the project last week and started taking images, carry on for the rest of the week, and then you'll have a record of this world passing under the Monkey Head Nebula. And it's always worth taking into account that you could do a deep image of the Monkey Head Nebula anyway, sort of thing, you know, wide field, and then overlay the new images showing the motion of the uh, minor planet as it goes past it. So uh, that's a nice project of actually carrying on because it shows the motion of the solar system, doesn't it, in the night sky. Now then, on the 11th again, in the early hours of the morning, we're now looking at 7 a.m. I know, I know, but it's in deep twilight. You might still be able to spot in the southeast the moon. This is at 7 a.m. So it's very low down. It'll be in deep twilight, but they're often really beautiful views because you often got a nice colourful sky to go with the earth shine on the moon and the slim crescent. And then to its upper right, of course, we've still got Venus. It's quite high up. And in fact, sort of like Zubanel Ganubi almost lies between the two uh, as we're looking. But uh, I know it means 7 a.m., but I mean, you'll be getting up going to work or perhaps taking the dog out. Now, all week, we mentioned Venus. Venus is gradually getting lower. What's happening with Venus is that it's gradually drawing in back towards the solar glare because it's now on the far side of the sun and heading behind. And it's a combination of the motion of the Earth and Venus actually doing that. So keep an eye on Venus in the morning sky because it is gradually getting lower. So on the 11th, it passed into Libra. And by the end of the week, it will lie above. This is Venus now lying above Zubin el Ganubi. So good old Zubin has been involved quite a lot. He was involved last week, wasn't it, sort of thing with the moon. And now it's involved with Venus as well. So remember, it is a nice wide double star. So you've got a nice planet 
at the end of the week, quite close to it, uh, as well as uh, the actual double star, which, as I say, is visible in binoculars, just. It's nicely split, um, but uh, it's one of the few that's nicely split in binoculars. So that's effectively all week. December the 15th, so we're now into the middle of the month, during the week, the moon passes through new, so you can't see it, you know, and there's no eclipse this time to actually observe. But by the 15th, the slim crescent moon will finally creep into the evening sky. So you want to be looking around about 5 p.m., over towards the southwest, south-southwest roughly, to actually pick up the moon. But again, whereas you had it in the morning sky, you had to get up for that. Well, it's now in a nice convenient time, isn't it? It's in the evening sky, 5 p.m., and you'll be able to see the crescent with the Earth shine as well. And again, that makes for a great photograph. If you start slightly overexposed, you get the Earth shine as well as the crescent moon as well. Now, on the 17th, two evenings later, therefore, the crescent is getting thicker, and the thick crescent moon lies almost below Saturn. So again, you've got a, a the moon giving you a guide to Saturn, although Saturn is a naked eye planet and has been quite prominent as such, just not as bright as, say, Jupiter or Venus as such. And so over those two evenings we build to this, keep an eye on the phase as it, of the moon as it sweeps across and leaves Chrysium. Mare Chrysium is a really lovely round impact base and it's very prominent at this phase. And there's lots of craters, lots of detail on the Terminator itself. So, you know, it's a good time to keep an eye on that phase over a couple of days. And it gives you an idea of how this is actually sunrise occurring on the moon. And we don't often really emphasize that. This is that if you're on the moon, you'd be watching the sun rise above the horizon there to illuminate you. So I think that would be quite something. I mean, I'll never be able to do that, but I imagine one day sort of thing, we'll be back on the moon, hopefully in the next year or two sort of thing, and they might be able to see something like that, although they'll always usually fly there when it's daylight because it's safer as such. But there we are sort of thing. Have a look for the moon. Watch the actual... Mare Chrysium, I think, is, is one of those that really stands out because it's so dark sort of thing, and it's so circular. So it stands out on that uh, limb of the moon at this particular time. So uh, do have a look at that as we end the week's events. It definitely was one of the first ones that I could ever recognise by sight. It's very distinctive right there on the edge whenever it's in view. Um, you can see it and you immediately know that one, that's Mare Chrysium. It's right on the edge and very dark. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> But thank you very much for taking us through all of that week, Paul. It certainly sounds like there's a lot of interesting things to get up to and see in this week's night sky. If anybody at home would like to hear more about what's coming up in the coming weeks, please do subscribe to the Star Diary podcast and make sure that you keep up to date with all of the latest astronomy highlights. But to summarise this week again, you can follow the minor planet or asteroid Vesta as it makes its way across the night sky throughout the week. It's passing underneath the Monkey Head Nebula. So it's a really good project to track it as it moves across the night sky, moving under the Monkey Head Nebula, seeing that motion through the solar system. Then on the 11th, the crescent moon will be visible in the morning sky. It will be very low with Venus next to it in the twilight. It's a nice opportunity to see those two together with some lovely coloration from the morning twilight coming in behind it as well. 
Throughout the week, Venus is also going to be passing through the constellation of Libra and fairly close to the star Zubin el Ganubi. So do try and capture those two together. Then on the 15th, a very thin, slim crescent moon is going to be visible low down in the sky, which is always a lovely thing to be able to see. And finally, on the 17th of December, the Moon and Saturn are going to be close by to each other, giving a nice photo opportunity catching those two planets together, especially as the Moon will be showing off Mare Crisium across its limb edge as well. It's a very good dark impact basin that's very prominent and visible. So lots of things to see and potentially image throughout the week. We'll be back here next week with even more stargazing highlights and we hope you join us then. From all of us here at Sky at Night magazine, goodbye. If you want to find out even more spectacular sights that will be gracing the night sky this month, be sure to pick up a copy of BBC Sky at Night magazine, where we have a 16-page pull-out sky guide with a full overview of everything worth looking up for throughout the whole month. Whether you like to look at the moon, the planets or the deep sky, whether you use binoculars, telescopes or neither, our sky guide has got you covered with detailed star charts to help you track your way across the night sky. From all of us here at BBC Sky at Night magazine, goodbye. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Star Diary podcast from the makers of BBC Sky at Night magazine. For more of our podcasts, visit our website at skyatnightmagazine.com or head to Acast, iTunes or Spotify.